0: You're tuned in to another episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs by Recruit CRM. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs by Recruit CRM. And today I have the awesome Lindy Sollinger uh, uh, here. She's from South Africa and Lindy, we're super excited to hear your story and so, Lindy, do you want to sort of start by just telling us who you are, where you're from, and like where did you grow up, and how you got into recruitment—the the full, the full story?
1: Okay, hi, Sean. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great to meet you too. Um, I started actually. Well, I was I born and bred Cape Town, South Africa. Um, cool. went did a bit of a stint in the UK, um, working in recruitment there. But I basically um started off life. I went to university and then when i left university i went traveling with a friend backpacking came wow. back in october yep and then didn't actually was looking for work and then but, but total chance got a job in recruitment and the main reason i took it was was going to start in january and i had a few months of like more holiday <laughs> um yeah so oh, that was um, and then so i started off in january it was very tough in the beginning i had a very difficult bus in those days, I won't like you know my, my, uh, tell my age, but the, we, she wasn't actually prepared for anything on computers. So like she was a, a, didn't like my spelling. I was already used to spell checks, and that, you know, so it was a bit of a transitionary thing. And we were doing temp recruitment at the time.
0: Wow, which that's hard.
1: Was yeah hard, but it landed up being quite lucrative because she left after six months, yeah. and I had to head up. I went straight in. You know, 24, no experience, heading up the whole temp division and really did actually so well
0: that and, they and, changed and, and And Lindy, take this back for me, right? So you obviously got into recruitment super young because this was your first job. But but was this something you wanted to do growing up? Like, did you know growing up that you were going to be like a professional recruiter? And I guess not. So what did you oh, want no. to be when you were growing up?
1: I actually wanted to be a psychologist. And then okay. I went to university, studied psychology and economics did a dual major Wow. And the, yeah, so the one, and then the psychology just, I just, it was, was quite irritating. It just wasn't, <laughs> you know, I couldn't, and then I loved the economics of the graphs and everything. So I did honours. I carried on with the honours in economics, left, and I had, had the boyfriend at the time who, like, said, we should I should get into HR or whatever. Yeah. And I thought, okay, HR, it was quite a good idea. I can even remember when we, you know, when we yes. discussed this and how it was like quite an, I thought, HR, wow, that is me, you know, but I didn't even yeah. know about recruitment. And then I kind of, stumbled into it when I got back so I had kind of thought about HR but kind of stumbled into recruitment because it was like the job at the time um and yeah so then back then I went back you know I was doing the temp recruitment in um Cape Town yeah. and basically the then that the because I was actually earning too much money the boss changed it all and put me onto a salary and took away the commission no and we'd, and, we'd
0: love to know more of this right so this is in the 2000s yeah. obviously and so how, how do you remember how much you made that first year in recruitment yes. as a professional?
1: So, no, so I was earning a salary of 2,000 rand a month, which okay. I think is like about 700 US dollars.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah,
1: is it okay? And, um, yeah, and then I started to do extremely well. So, I was earning like my little salary and then like about four and a half thousand rand, say, which is about um. Four and a half thousand rand. How much is that in dollars? uh God, just forty-five. I, I can tell you. I
0: can tell you. It, okay. It's two hundred, three hundred
1: dollars, actually. Okay. So yeah. So then I was doing quite well, but as at the, and then, but I actually got a little bit bored because I was now working and earning, and then I've been totally like stumped by like my the commission thing. So I decided to go travel and went to London, um and worked in recruitment in London, but it was terrible because I'm actually I had to do like admin because I didn't want I decided I didn't feel like staying in London for too long yeah. and I didn't want to like tell them oh yes I'm going to stay and then not stay so I ended up just getting temp jobs as, as like admin as an administrator in a recruitment agency it was a nightmare it's I'm not a, I'm not skilled as an administrator at all um, and then I kept when I, I worked there but then I came back and then went into financial services recruitment okay. for a company which And at the time, it was like a bit of a recession, and things weren't great, and it was difficult to get jobs. But I landed up doing quite well there as well. Um, and then the bosses kept and, going on. And were
0: these, were these all, like, jobs which had, like, a base salary and a commission, or were some of them just commission or just salary? Like, how, how did that They
1: were all nice, like, accountants, financial managers, so quite... Mid-level financial services. Got it. Definitely no, com, you know, come only. Yeah. No, so,
0: I, I mean more for you as a consultant. No, no,
1: I was, I was earning a basic, a basic okay. salary, okay. not that much, and then, and then, my, and then I started to do really well, and I actually landed up building up a nest egg, and thought to myself, okay. I can actually do this. I can do this on my, on my own, and I've always, liked, I'm quite entrepreneurial. I've always spent my life working, whatever. You know, it's from when I was 15 that I can do this. And then, um, but I had a restraint of trade for a year. So I left recruitment and for a year I went and sold. This is in 99. I sold, okay, uh, um, SCO Unix courses and web courses and everything had just, yeah, everything had just started. Like the whole web had started, but then it was 99. The world was coming to an absolute end. It was Y2K. People were freaked out. No one was buying these flipping courses. It was just It was quite hectic. Okay. But through that, I got into the whole IT space, met all these amazing IT people um and also met you know the decision makers and I met like some of the potential candidates and built up like a sort of a network of IT people and still managed to stay within the sort of legal bounds and and honored my restraint for a year yeah and then after a year I I, I built up a little bit of a cash reserve from the recruiting from uh, no no, not actually built up I built it before from the cash reserve i last but the sales wasn't great um and then um Yeah, I've opened up my own little business from my house. And and when you say when
0: you say IT, uh, Lindy, do you mean like you just hired like programmers and developers or did you do all roles within the information technology space? So So did you do salespeople and everything?
1: So from junior tech support all the way up to CTO. And my okay. first role that I placed was an a tech supporter at a big, um, at a retailer yeah, okay. in, in Cape Town. So, yeah, so I started off in my little apartment, apartment in Seapoint, which is a little place in Cape Town in South Africa, in my pajamas, just working with like two-month salary in the bank, and then yeah. after three months, I met I, um, yeah, I met these other people, moved into like a shared office space with them, also other like tech people. so they were but how, in, how long did it go.
0: take, Lindy? How, how long did it take for you to make your first placement and get paid for your business for the first time? One month. One month. So no. one month to make the placement or one month to get, get paid?
1: Two months to get paid. Get paid, one month get took, to get paid. Yes, I took contractors on. I had hardly any money in those days. I was working with cheques. I was yep. having to like interview people in like coffee shops and they would offer to pay for the drink. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, you can pay. I was like, yeah. well, you know, normally we'd be paying. So it was. And then after, th- yeah, after three months, I moved into the shared office space, which was which was actually very awesome. And then there's a company called Web Africa that started off in that space and they're like a huge company here today. So it was quite a, a nice environment for me and to meet other sort of tech people. And then my sister joined us. In after a year. And she was actually in India traveling. I'm like, you get out of cool. India, you're becoming a hippie, come back, make some money, <laughs> help me out here. And she's amazing. We very, we we work extremely well together. We, we're quite close as sisters. And her skills and our, my skills are very complementary. So from the initially, she would be handling more of the candidate side, and I became in touch with the client side. And then now she's a, she became a fully fledged partner after a year. Um, she used her commission and paid me and we sorted everything out and she's now we're 50-50 and we are partners in the business. She's an amazing partner. Yeah. And and, and so also, now
0: yep. going into this, right? And now this is very interesting to people, right? When you when you start a new recruitment business, like how much money do you actually end up spending? Like did how much money did you burn before this became like a thing that was sustainable? Did you would you say?
1: Hardly any money. It's actually, it's the barriers to entry are very low. Okay. okay. But, to actually, but to make it in tech recruitment very difficult because there's not a lot of candidates. You're working with a lot of egos. Like yeah. we moved after three months of this sort of, I was in this shared office space Then I moved into an IT incubator. We moved in in um, yep. 2001 and then we were like surrounded by IT companies so i think the barriers to entry in recruitment are very low that's that's yep. sort of the problem with the recruitment and then yep. people come in and undercut you and everything but in tech recruitment, it's difficult. It's different because it's and, very
0: much to cut in again, right? About the whole <laughs> undercutting thing. Did Did you mostly do contingent recruitment, or did you also figure out how you could get retainers over time?
1: Yeah, no, only contingency. Only now are we working with some retainer clients. That's our Got business we've the model. Only and, now.
0: And and what are the numbers like in South Africa? Right, like uh, in IT recruitment, like are you are you charging ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent? What's What's the standard number and, and what, did you, what did you charge and why?
1: We, we have a range of, of numbers. We have banks offering us 20%, coming in and saying, please, we want to pay you 20%, okay? Yeah. And then we've got the small little startup down the road that pays us monthly off at 10%. Okay. So we are very, very variable. We'd rather, like, say, have 10% of something than 20% of nothing. Yeah. So we can't are we'll flexible, you know, and we like to also help our clients we like to be in a relationship yes. with them so it's like a relationship you know yeah. i think when but, you recruit how,
0: how do you how do you just like is it the same service for 10 or 20 percent, or is it like you hire more senior people at the 20 percent because they're harder to hire or can it literally be the same person but when you work with a it's smaller company but
1: the banks are taking like a long time to decide there's all extensive crit- it's a longer and- process it's a longer process. It's keeping that candidate hot. The startup for 10% will see a guy literally making him an offer yeah. at the interview, do their own technical testing. And do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, so it's the, fast. So it's, it's fast. fast, it's quick. And then we say good guys. And they 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 boots, a lot of them are also bootstrapping. Do you know what I mean? So we want to help. We 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 really believe that there's like we believe in the flow of like abundant energy, and the more we flow, yeah. the more the more it flows to us, yeah. and that's that's our vibe, you know. That's and, and, and
0: do you do you remember what you guys did as a business the first year you you got into business?
1: We actually did quite well. I bought a, I bought a car. I bought a flat. <laughs> nice. But those you, those were the good days. Now, not too, it's really things have changed. A lot. Did, so you,
0: did do you remember Lindy how long you took to do a million rand? a year like which year was it the first second third fourth like how long did it take for your business um not necessarily you individually but you as the entire business to hit that hit that threshold
1: um probably about three years Got it. Four and years. was that a
0: goal? Was that a, was that a oh, yeah. goal? No, that was a goal. Like, that was a huge goal. Yeah. yeah hitting I,
1: mean, I just want to say like, just for the record yeah. that the market you know what I mean? Those were the good old days, you know, the yeah. market has changed a lot. E-recruitment has come in, LinkedIn has come in. So the things are fine. I'm not complaining, but you know, it's 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 a very competitive market, out yeah, there.
0: It's, it's not the wild west anymore where you just no, go no. and work hard and make all a shitload of money. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gone are the days, gone are the days, yes. you know.
0: And 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 where are you today as a business, right? Like is it is it just you and your sister? Have you employed a bunch of people? Like oh. what what what's the team like?
1: We are have an awesome, awesome team. Some of our team members one has been with us for 15 years, 10 Whoa, wow. years. Yeah, we all um moms. We've all got families and everyone, we are hundred percent remote. We used to be in offices in Clue Street in Cape Town, oh, which is.
0: Uh, oh, is it a hundred percent Obviously it's a woman owned company because it's you and your sister, but are all the employees in your company? Right. All it, female,
1: is- all female. There's t- like t- 10, ten cool. 12 of us. We employ them, our mom as well.
0: That's and incredible. Six,
1: yeah. Six recruiters, another recruiter. Everything's completely remote. Our other our admin person has been remote for like three or four years. She had twins. We said, okay, Janice, work remotely. So our whole, the whole ethos at datafin is that we connect on an emotional level with our candidates yep. and clients. It's we we're selling humans so that yep. we have to have the same values that we put out into yep. the market. We have it internally as well. So we give people food vouchers in lieu of like to help with tax issues as we have fiscal drag. You know, yes. so we do we, we look, we give them coffee vouchers, we we really we feel we care about our staff internally. you you
0: you help them optimize taxes and everything yeah. and not just yes. pay yes. them a paycheck and have them deal with it, right? Yes. Uh, and, and, we, and, we and how and, and, yeah. and to go on to this, right? So obviously like it's it's super important when you're building a company to make sure your your employees, your recruiters, your consultants are motivated to keep doing more work and staying with you for the long term. So how, yes. how have you structured compensation to reflect that? Like, have you made a large commission component? Have you created, owner, like, maybe stock ownership or anything that m- would help drive people to do more?
1: Yeah, we have different commission structures. We've worked yeah. on different flexible things over the years. We have different bonus structures. So everything, we're very creative, but what we like to do is tailor-make a solution for the person. Yep. So... For example, we'd like, we pay for like the creche or the aftercare for the school, yep. we, those sort of things, you know, yep. um, to make their life easier. That's, we, that, that's how we, so we think, what's but, your problem? Have, let's, what's, let's get to a solution.
0: But do you have like performance-based like incentives that you have for your folks where you're like, if you do more of this, then you get this? Uh, yes. Like, yes. Uh, and oh, and you can know. you give an example of something that has really worked well for you guys, just for people watching across the world to be like, this is something that works. This is something that doesn't work.
1: Um, I think for us, it's just to be the, the clarity on what you're trying to achieve. What has worked for us is, yeah. you know, the ultimate goal of recruiting is the placement. But a lot of yeah. work goes into a non-placement and it's called yeah. contingency. And I think people need to be rewarded for non-placements as well. So we everything is geared for us is on the stats, is on how many referrals you've made, how many um client interviews you've got you know how many everything's we've got a very good got it got
0: it got it got it so 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 lindy are you are you basically saying that even if someone doesn't make a placement but they do a certain number of interviews schedule the referrals they still get like a bonus or commission based on that
1: no they get and they get recognized you know what i'm saying we get we say we you know what i mean because that's not money in the bank yeah we are saying like listen i can see you've sent off xcvs i can see you've had these offers we understand do you know what i'm saying but we can't compensate not got streams do got it, it. got saying?
0: it got it you don't you don't hammer them for not making placements if they have yeah. hit their kpis yeah
1: if they've hit exactly and we just yeah. i think that's how we like to work and that's also what's worked for us with candidates and clients in the market is it's that like, i think it's just be kind
0: you know yeah. we want to and- and, and in the IT space in South Africa, just so everyone in the world knows how competitive this is, how many candidates do you generally have to send out to a client before they make an offer on an average? And how many offers actually get accepted and like have the person join on the other side? Yeah.
1: So this space is very difficult, but the, what are, yeah. what is, it's actually, if we've got to compare, there's two markets here. There's the dev market and then the rest of IT. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Dev market is dev plus sort of dev ops. And various, and data like scientists who super competitive,
0: super yeah.
1: competitive, and then the rest of the IT. And we actually have to deal with the people differently, yep. depending on which like sort of market they're on. What's quite interesting is, is that the, with the dev market, we've got to be we, we actually have to like it's very like it's very bad. People like sign offers, they don't start, they ghost us. We it's almost wow. like we compare this to like the online dating space where we're dealing with like the like it's very difficult in that space. And then the other people that need jobs are amazing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and, so, and how and how do these dev guys go towards like jobs? So like I you know obviously I've I've, I've worked in the US and and in India and and in the US when someone's looking for a new job they're probably looking for maybe a 10% raise or, or tops like a 20% raise. that that's, that's like an average in In yes. India, in the, in the hot, like software development space, people are going in and looking more like, you know, they, they if they're changing a job after three years, they, they want to make an extra 20 or 30% or more. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it like for, for the dev market in, in, in South Africa? What do companies have to pay? Like as a premium, is it 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% on an average?
1: Yeah, it depends on what the person is actually on at the time. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. What sort of place yes. they're coming yes. off. But what has happened in our market, which has really messed things up, is that, first of all, the developers, okay, are, are yes. all immigrating, okay, because yes. people, all this un- unrest and all this stuff going on. So yes. there has been a massive immigration to the rest of the world. Yes. And then they haven't immigrated. They're working remotely for the for, for like UK or or US-based. Which um, can pay town. a lot more yeah Which we're paying more so the salaries of we're basically on global for developers dev ups, data scientists we yeah. actually at a global salary level and everything else we South outside and, and, and would you would
0: you throw a number there just so we had an idea like uh maybe a developed software developer with five years of work what would they be getting paid in south africa just a rough range
1: so they i mean this is the problem we've got clients like us like little smallish like software houses that are coming to us and wanting to pay a senior to de- forty thousand rand a month and we're like, no, so the the mid people are earning like between forty to sixty, and then the yeah. top sort of five years is about seventy to about one hundred twenty. Wow! Now.
0: Wow! Yeah. So wow, Amazon that,
1: has come in and paying top top bill, you know dollar. This yeah. is the market's risen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Radic- yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah the, if if like, the, if you're you're basically talking salary ranges oh. that are between fifty and one hundred thousand dollars right a year and that's yes. pretty you know that's it's, it's probably not san francisco salaries but they're pretty normal u.s city salaries no, right in philadelphia or atlanta or yes. or anywhere it's insane that's insane mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow and, and how does now how, how are local companies competing then are they just driving up is, are, they, are they just paying up or are they are they outsourcing to even cheaper countries like like how how is this working out
1: some of them are outsourcing so there's a big huge outsourcing thing going on here to like um eastern europe and india as yep. well um and but they're struggling and the market moves very fast as well so guys yep. are coming in they're leaving so it's a tough market but the, but we've got, at least we we from our side we our recruiters work in silos so we've got the dev the dev recruiters we've got like a, a the recruiter who would work on the data and the ba side then we've got someone else Does more sales but yeah yeah.
0: and and and, you know you run a 12 person recruitment business and you've been doing this for a while so you're obviously running you figured out how to run this profitably on a month-on-month basis so what's the plan for the future lindy like do you you intend to like keep doing this and keep basically pulling the dividends over the next decade do you plan to scale it up keep it the same do a different business what's the game plan
1: for you. Okay, so so we, we basically are at quite an interesting like juncture in our in our lives yeah. because yeah. we're sitting on so much data that yeah. we've got collected for 20 years. Yeah. And we've, I've also written some courses, which are aimed, recruitment courses aimed at the sort of very much the sort of African market. So there's a few exciting things happening. And then we've got Datafin, which is actually like doing, we're doing quite nicely at the moment. And there's the option of also more retainer business. So we've got four sort of avenues that we're looking at, yep. all very exciting. Um, but it also just depends on, you know, a whole lot of different factors. But there's yeah we're just going to continue with data and we actually love it. I when when I left and did the training course for a year I like I realized it's in my blood. I love the people, the connections. It's,
0: it's recruitment basically 90% of the revenue today for for all, you know you said you do two or three different things right? you're working with the data and you're doing. Oh, no, no, no.
1: We've just got opportunities. That's what I'm saying. But no, the recruitment oh, okay. is 100%. It's 100%. Oh, it. we, we, you said what going forward, I'm just like thinking of these other the just Those opportunities. But yeah, we totally do. We recruit. Yeah. And, that's and what, what do you
0: think? Like, obviously, if is your answer different from most recruiters? Uh, because most recruiters answer this question, which is, what's the best part about your job? And they say it's building connections and talking to people. Is that also the best part of your job or or is something else?
1: I've actually loved like empowering people and yeah. and and when we place people yeah. in like we've like where we triple their salaries or they're unemployed yeah. that's that, that's what I get find like the most. Love it.
0: And now this is one that everyone gives different answers to. What's the part about your job that you hate or like the part of your job that sucks the most, right? What sucks about running a recruitment business?
1: Just basically when I have to get onto the admin side of things and I get very stressed. <laughs>
0: The paperwork. So, you, you hate doing that. So the
1: paperwork. You know, we've had got this retainer client where I we took the client on. I to do all the nitty gritty, get yeah. my hands dirty, so that everyone knew. And this like just literally like the interview, the setup, the backwards, the forward. So that's yeah, what I struggle and, with.
0: And Lindy, if you if you went back in time and you could talk to your like twenty year old self that was backpacking and just doing psychology, what advice would you give yourself?
1: I'd say like life, you advice. Know, life advice. I'd say. I'd say, like, um, what would I say to myself? I'd say, just live each moment and and not worry so much. You know, yeah. that's what I'd say. Cool. Probably, just, yeah.
0: Just, just, just live more.
1: Trust, trust, and surrender to the process, yeah. but yet keep pushing. You know,
0: and, and, and like, you know, you're you're a successful recruitment business owner. So if someone comes up to you today uh, in South Africa, because you're you're more experienced in that market, and they're twenty five or thirty five. And they want to start a recruitment business. What would you tell them to do? What are the top one, two, or three things you, you tell them to do before they start it?
1: I'd say obviously get a phone, you know, get some sort of <laughs> scanner or thingy, whatever. But and just and then a the good CRM system, yes. set that up. Get onto LinkedIn. Get your LinkedIn profile sorted out, um, and just get a good brand out there. And the my main thing is that you've got to take the ego out of recruitment, yes. and that is that's what trips up. Everyone, all the time, it's like, with, and that is what we are. We are the buffer between the egos, and that's what you've got to realize. And, and, and that is very. And sorry, 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 to interrupt. One it. last thing: is that this job is very difficult. Yeah, and if you is. don't realize how hard it is, it's not easy. That's why not everyone can be a success at it. So you've got to.
0: And and that's why you have that tr- the turnover we do right. A lot of people get into recruitment and get out because they hate it because it's like sales, yeah. right? It's it's challenging. And it's not for everybody. And so, <laughs> Lindy, like, last question, right? What's Lindy's life like outside of work, right? Is, are, are you, uh, you know, are, 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 you, are you married? Do you have children? Do you have, like, dogs, cats? Like, what, what, what is the situation like?
1: Okay. Well, yes, I've got three kids. Cool. Um, I've just actually, in the process of getting divorced, I was married for 16 years. Cool. My kids are 10, 12, and 15. So I am very busy.
0: Um, I can imagine. And so any, to, any animals? Do you do animals? Animals?
1: I've got, I've got one called, yeah, two dogs called Jedi. I'm sorry. Two dogs. Two dogs. One called Jack. <laughs> one called Storm. And we kind of share the dogs between the kids and the dogs. stay five days with me and five days with the ex, and the dog comes. Wow, in the- that's
0: that's 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 like a full house, right? You're you're like a super busy person. <laughs> that's yeah, incredible. That's no, incredible. And, and thanks for doing this, Lindy. I'm I'm sure there's people that are watching this, looking to start a recruitment business in South Africa, and they're like, hey, this this sounds exciting. And, yeah, and where yeah. can people find you, Lindy? If if people people want to reach out and like, you know, engage you for consulting or advice, like what, what's the best way to get to you?
1: The best way is to email me. at Lindy L-I-N-D-Y at datafin.com. Or you can actually get me on my mobile, it's oh, oh, which is on the, the website, datafin.com. Cool. Um yeah. Just call me, mail me, I'm
0: here. I'd love That's to chat awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks Thank for you. doing this, Lindy. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for your time. Sean was awesome. Thanks.
0: And that's all for today's episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs. Like and follow us if you liked today's episode and want to hear more stories from the world of recruitment.